Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Today we are discussing nailing a job interview and we will also be answering some dilemmas and I have added some of my own opinions on nailing a job interview as an employer. Did you know only 5% of applicants who apply for a job get to interview stage? Do you think I should go for it? Well, if you were hiring Patana, what qualities would you look for? I would recommend looking at jobs that have the title you want, maybe not in the sector you want. I need some help. I have an interview next week with my dream company and I am scared. Think about it. I would never hire someone who didn't have a good interview not to terrify you my top tip top 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 tip if you take away one thing Hello, hello, welcome back to Working Hard, Hardly Working. Today, we are discussing nailing a job interview. You will go out of listening to this podcast knowing exactly how to do a job interview. Did you know that around only 5% of applicants who apply for a job get to interview stage. So, you know, it's no surprise that it is pretty terrifying going into an interview, but I have collated a load of advice, both from like best known sources in terms of how to nail the job interview, and we will also be answering some dilemmas. And I have added some of my own opinions on nailing a job interview as an employer, because I feel like that is the best advice I can give. And I do think interviews are incredibly important. I would never hire someone who didn't have a good interview not to terrify you. But I also feel like in that way, it's a very good way of seeing if someone is right for the job, seeing if you would be well suited to working with that person, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Remember though, a job interview is both ways. A job interview is not just for the job to see if they want you, it's also to see if you want the job. So remember that, it will probably just give you a little bit more confidence just so you can feel comfortable as you're going into it. First things first, we're gonna talk through general top tips about nailing an interview before we go on to the dilemmas. So first of all, it's a really important to perfect an elevator pitch. You will most likely be asked the question, something along the lines of, tell me about you, tell me why you'd be perfect for this role. You can expect that from the off, so practice it. There is no point catching yourself on the back foot on like the easiest question. And you also don't want to be rambling on for ages. I think most employers know that most people are nervous coming into an interview, so don't worry too much about like appearing nervous, but I will say obviously confidence does generally help. So practice this, prepare like a short intro to you, get it down to something succinct, something friendly, something fun, unless you're not friendly and fun and you also don't want to be friendly and fun in the workplace because there is also not necessarily any good in pretending something you're something you're not because you're going to be stuck being that person for the entire time you have that job. So do remember to be yourself, but I will say get a like succinct good little intro down about yourself that portrays your personality well, portrays your interests well, and obviously makes you come across in a good way. On this, make sure to have your experience, your qualifications, and generally anything you think will lightly recommend you for the job you don't want it to sound like you're reading from a script so definitely don't like practice in front of the mirror too many times based on getting 
exactly what you want in word for word, but there'll be a few loose things on the job description. Like we want someone enthusiastic. We want someone high energy. We want someone super organized, whatever it might be. Any of those kind of light things, those softer skills that you can get in there as well as your general qualifications that just feels like you naturally coming across in that way, I would say is generally very helpful. Like you don't wanna be completely scripted in the way that you will be thrown off. This is not a GCSE French or I would also say something that's not mentioned as much and is incredibly important is to do as much research into the company as possible. And I don't just mean in terms of like their mission statement and all of that. I was once asked, and to be fair, this was for like a grad type role. I was once asked what the share price was that morning of the company. And thankfully I'd read something that was like, literally know everything about the company. And I literally on that morning as well, I saw the share price. So thankfully I was able to say it, but that would have caught me off guard. And I think that person was like, wow, this bitch wants this job. Interviews often last obviously around like 30 to 45 minutes. So you want to be able to have like a conversation that feels like you merge with the values of the company. It goes without saying that you don't want to come across as like a completely different person because you don't need to merge with the values of the company and you don't need to like change your whole self for a company at all. In fact, I'd say that's generally not recommended, but I would say if you really want this job, you want to feel like you align with that company in some way. I'd have a little look into recent projects they've done, anything they've kind of publicized anything more niche and for extra points based on things it seems like they really value kind of like the soft skills I referenced in the last point if you have any experience or like projects or general work that you've done that kind of fits in with these values just like a soft sentence in there that kind of links back to what they see as their view of success as a company like they may be completely results driven in terms of targets they might be completely results driven in terms of brand and PR etc etc so as much as you can show that you you understand what like success looks like for them as a company I think is incredibly important another way to do this is to look at job review sites like Glassdoor of course on any site like that you're always going to have some negative reviews the likelihood is you're going to those sites to leave a review if you've had a negative experience but I would say you're also likely to get a little bit of a feel for what they like as a company like the types of people they go for the types of things they encourage whether that's like really hard working or like in the office all the time or like any of these things again you do not need to change your entire personality to get a job and as I've said before I do not think it is recommended I do not think that a company is a be all and end all but if you really want a job I would say this is important then my top tip top top top, top tip if you take away one thing choose three things before the interview that you absolutely must have them know by the time you leave the room and make sure you get them in there and re really rehearse those three bits. So it could be something about your experience. It could be something about what you're aiming for in your career. It could be something really valuable that you brought to your previous job role, whatever it might be. If you have these three things, then even if you kind of freeze up in that, you're able to come back to that again and again. And also remember that people usually need to hear things a few times to actually take them in. So if you feel like you have things that are really strong and really appropriate for the role, you can repeat them a few times as well because you're literally telling that person why you are perfect for the job. They're not going to know your whole background. They're not going to know your whole experience. They're not going to know every single project you've done. You want to do the work for them in telling them exactly what you are good at. And last point, kind of like I referenced earlier, remember that an interview is an interview both ways. This is an interview for them as much as it is an interview for you. So make sure you have some good questions in there in terms of actually like finding the right place for you. Because if there are some real non-negotiables you have with work and you pretend they're not non-negotiables for you, when going for that job it's the same as like in a relationship and like with dating you're just gonna shoot yourself in the foot and I completely understand that sometimes you just need a job 
and that might mean that you might need to compromise some of those things but if you are in the fortunate position that you can be a little bit more direct about what you want and a little bit more selective about that then I think that is incredibly important and I would also say kind of goes without saying but dress how people would dress at that job if you don't know what they would wear generally go smart casual you can stalk their literal office building on Instagram or LinkedIn and try and see what generally people go for but smart casual works unless you know it's something that's definitely not like that like corporate go smart and also from the second you are in that building be polite and friendly you would not believe how much you find out about an interview applicant once they have left the building with the other people that deal with them do not just be nice to the person who is interviewing you be nice to the door person be nice to anyone you encounter on the way up be nice to other applicants whatever it might be you never know when you could get caught out right that's quite enough of me rambling um we are going into the first dilemma do 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 Hey, (laughs) hi. I have my first proper job interview on Thursday for a head of operations role, and I'm still not 100% sure if I want the role, but I figured this was great practice anyway. What do you think, and what questions do you think they will ask? So, first of all, I am assuming you are saying you have your first proper interview for this job specifically, rather than the fact that you've got to the point in your career where you're in a head of role and you've never had an interview. But we're just going to roll with it in the way that I would like to see it, and if this is wrong, I'm very sorry, but hopefully the advice will be appropriate either way. First of all, not 100% sure you want the role, but figured it's great practice anyway. Agree, 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 agree. If something could be the right role for you, but you're still not sure, give yourself the chance. You might meet the people, you might absolutely love it. I think a lot of the time we're swayed by like the name of a company or something feeling like prestigious or whatever it might be, and it might end up not being the right role for us. Same way, something from a much smaller company might be exactly the right role for you. I'm not really sure I just made sense, but what I really mean is like, you don't really know if something is right for you until you put yourself in that situation and do just see if it's right for you. So I'd say always, if you get the opportunity to interview, great practice whether you get it or not. And who knows, it might be fate. You might be there for a reason and it might be the absolute perfect job for you. So I think that's incredibly important. And then what questions do you think they'll ask? It's obviously a specialist role. It's a head of operations role. So I would assume that it's going to be entirely based on your experience. From my experience, when you go higher and higher in terms of the types of jobs they are being interviewed for, it's more a conversation about the role itself and kind of what that specific company's needs might be. So for example, at Tala, we hire a lot of people into the role for the first time. So we might have never had a head of design and we're hiring a head of design, or we might have never had a head of people and now we're having a head of people. So generally when we're interviewing that person, because they're the one coming in with the experience, usually that interview process is based on their experience, but also the company. And it's more of a conversation about like what we might need that they might be suited to, what they generally think of our problems. It will more be quite like situational analysis. So we might be being like, oh, we're currently having an issue with this. How would you fix that? And then it kind of puts you into the position of being in that role. But generally I find for head of and higher up roles, it's more talking practical and situational analysis of what might be helpful for the company and how you might fit into that. So it sounds like if you're in a head of position or you're going for a head of position, you generally know your role pretty well. And it's going to be far less like a kind of like grad interview job where it's like, are you enthusiastic? Are you hardworking? And far more about like, these are our problems. How do you think you might fit in there? Are you the right person for this? Do you get stuck in or are you more of like a delegator, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Do, 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 do,
Hi Grace, I've been at my company for the last 10 years and I am looking to move into a slightly different sector. I have built up loads of experience where I am, but I don't think I've got enough experience for the new role I want and I'm probably not senior enough. Do you think I should go for it? Well, I think you know what I'm going to say. What have you got? One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. To lose, I ask, 100% if you apply for the job and you don't get an interview or don't get to the next stage or whatever it might be, it's not right for you, fine. But you literally have nothing to lose apart from maybe a few hours on a Thursday evening where you were gonna be scrolling on your phone anyway just to apply for this job. And just remember that nothing happens until you make it happen. So you're looking to move into a slightly different sector. It might not be this one. This might not be the right role for you. But until you start trying, you are still going to be at the same distance from making that move, if that makes sense. You know that whole concept of like, if you had a breakup or if you had got fired or if you made a big mistake or whatever and you knew you had to make a hundred of those mistakes or a hundred of those breakups, fucking hell, God forbid, or a hundred of those being fired in order to find your dream job, you would be pleased every time that happened because you got closer and closer. I feel like that's a very important thing to think about when you're thinking about something like job interviews, especially as it gets really exhausting as you get rejected over and over and over, as often happens, less so in the like 10 years of experience, more so in like the grad role place. But until you start trying to make these changes, you will not move even slightly in that direction. So I'd say 100% go for it. You might not be senior enough and you might not have enough experience. Generally, it's very rare to get a role that's asked for more than 10 years of experience. People would rather have someone with five years, really good, really applicable experience in the market now. Remember markets change a huge amount in 10 to 15 years. And so it sounds like it's more about that quality of experience rather than quantity of experience. And you've got 10 years of experience anyway. So I would go for it 100%. You might not be right for it. You'll likely get some good feedback. And at least you've made the step when you know that you want to start moving in that direction. So I'd say 100% go for it. Do, 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 Graduate. I graduated from university last year and I've always wanted to work in the fashion sector. I know I might not get my dream job right away, but I'm struggling to even get my foot in the door. What am I doing wrong? Do you think I need experience? If you were hiring for Tala, what qualities would you look for? So first things first, I will say fashion is a shit show. The way fashion often works is that you have to do internships before you kind of get your foot in the door and they are usually unpaid internships, which is trash. And the reason we don't do internships at Tala is because we want to get to the point where we can offer proper, good, effective internships, both for the company and for the people. And we need to offer them paid because I refuse to offer internships that are going to value people differently based on whether they can live in London, have parents who live in London, are able to be financially supported, whatever it might be. So 
that's a little rant, but I will say that the fashion industry is a little bit fucked up in that way. I don't know what you graduated in. It sounds like you didn't do fashion, which is why you're saying this, but I might be wrong. And I also don't know what type of fashion you want to get into. I don't know whether you would like to be a paid marketing manager at a fashion company or whether you'd like to be a fashion designer. And obviously that's quite different. But I would say that if you want to get into something that's not specific to fashion design, I would recommend looking at jobs that have the title you want, maybe not in the sector you want, and you're much more likely to be able to get into that and be able to sidestep into something like fashion. For example, if it is that paid marketing role, we won't necessarily hire people from fashion all the time at all. We will hire people for the role itself. So I would say if it's not a fashion design, for example, specific role, I'd say you can sidestep into that quite easily. So I'd say go for that and apply for as many jobs as possible with the title you want rather than in the sector you want then we're much more likely to hire someone who's great at the job rather than someone who's worked in the sector. Then secondly, I would say if you are talking about something like fashion design, it might be that you need a little bit more experience, not necessarily even to do it, but just to be able to get your foot in the door. So I would say if there's an extra qualification you can take, either by going back to university and doing like an extra add-on course in something, a master's, a foundation, whatever it might be, or if you can do like a night course alongside or part-time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There are so many options, but I, in general, say any feedback you can get on why you're not getting those roles. It's great that you're not expecting to get your dream job from the off, but it might also be that there are just so many people with the qualification that you need to get that before you go into it. Don't worry, that doesn't mean you need to get a three-year degree in it, but it might just be that you need some official qualifications so that the company doesn't have to sponsor that if they're being presented with loads of other applicants that are in that position. Do, do, do. Oh god, sorry, I went too high. Do, do, do. Wait, that's too low. Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. Interview prep. Good, because that's what the episode is on. I need some help. I have an interview next week with my dream company and I am scared. I have wanted to work for this company for years and already know quite a bit of information from doing some research when I applied, but how much research should I do before the interview? It's an hour-long interview. What should I prepare? Great question. Hopefully I've already generally answered this in this episode, but I will answer this specifically. Great that you know a lot about the company. I would look for up-to-date information, general things they're doing on LinkedIn, Twitter, social media, so that you can really show your enthusiasm. It goes without saying that interviewers and companies in general love to be complimented. I think they generally feel like if you're a big fan of the company that you're more likely to stay there longer because you love it and you feel like you're in your kind of dream role. And as we know, companies always like people to stay places for as long as possible generally because it is a nightmare to rehire. So I would say, first of all, you're already in a great position. I would say that you can pretty clearly show your enthusiasm. I wouldn't say that's all you want to show in the interview. You don't want to just be like just a fangirl, but actually kind of not talk a lot about your experience. Remember that your experience and what you're bringing to this is what you should be talking about most, but maybe find parts of that that you can link up to things that you know they do or things that you know they value or things that you know they see as their view of quote unquote success as we kind of talked about before. So it sounds like you're in a great position already. I would just make sure that you don't spend too much time talking about how much you love the company at the expense of talking about what you are actually bringing to the role. Because I assume you are not interviewing to be a fan, you are probably interviewing to actually do some work. So I would make sure that's there. And in terms of what you should prepare, hopefully I've already answered this in this episode. Do, 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 do. Job interview fashion, interesting title. Hello Grace, I have my first in-person interview since COVID. I'm used to living and working in pajama bottoms. Help, what should I wear? What would it impress you? I'm really conscious I don't want to stand out, but I also don't want to look boring. Tough, I understand. So 
as I kind of mentioned before, I think it's incredibly important to dress probably how people in the company you work will dress at, but I would stay on the smarter side of that. So I would generally maybe not go with a crop top to an interview. Sorry, I know probably some terrible undertones there, but I would generally say it's just not worth the risk, even if people might wear that in the office. If they don't, you're fucked from the second you walk through the door. So I would just make sure you go on a little bit on the smarter side of what they already wear. In terms of what would impress me, I very rarely look at what someone's wearing to an interview unless it's like completely off kilter. So I would just bear that in mind. Try to dress as close as possible to what you think people will wear there. Maybe have a little look at their LinkedIn. Maybe have a little look at their Instagram. Maybe have a little look at the office building and like the photos you see or whether they work in like a workspace or whether they work in like a we work or like whatever it might be. It can give you a little taster about how they approach work dressing. It's probably more likely to be a little bit more casual if they're in a joint workspace and a little bit more corporate if they're in like a, an office building. Definitely don't go in your pajama bottoms. Don't overthink it. Go smart casual if in doubt. Even if it's a really casual office, they're not going to care if you come looking lovely in a pantsuit. Just be confident about it. Do, 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 do. So that's all for the dilemmas for today. I want to end out as I always do. She says having done literally one solo episode before with some fun facts on job interviews so that you feel like you go away from this episode feeling educated and inspired and enthusiastic and alive awake and alert so 77% of recruiters see grammatical mistakes and typos as deal breakers roughly 4% of no roughly 40% of people lie on their CVs I would say an outright lie is not recommended. Do not do anything you can get caught out on. However, I have known people to say, rather than like assisted in creating presentations, said created presentations because you probably have the skill. Apparently you only have seven seconds to make a good first impression, but that seems terrifying to me. Maybe don't think about that one. Millennials and Gen Z will comprise 75% of the global workforce by 2025. That's just a fun fact for you. On average, 118 people apply for a single job. Whoa, that's a whole lot. I would also say in general with job applications, we keep some of our applications only up for like 24 hours because often if a company has a big LinkedIn following, they get filled up pretty quickly and it's better to shut it down and then open it again. So I would say anywhere you really want to get a job, put notifications on for that. I don't even know if you can put LinkedIn notifications on. Maybe literally check it once a day or twice a week. Then, last fun fact, 90.6% of employers prefer their candidates to have work experience. Nearly 91% of employers have stated that their preferred candidates who have had work experience. Specifically, 64.5% indicated that they preferred candidates with relevant work experience and 26.1% that they preferred work experience of any type. Only 5.1% said that work experience isn't a significant factor when hiring. And I feel like that is terrifying because then it makes you feel like that if you haven't done this exact job before, then you are already on the lower hand and I wouldn't say that is always true at all just remember that someone's going to have to pay a premium for someone coming in from that exact job you're likely to hire someone who's coming from a rung lower or a sidestep of an industry that's not going to mean that you're going to pay as much of a premium on that person so don't think you will have the lower hand I would say when it comes to like maybe applying for a job that you haven't done specifically before, just go for it. What's the worst that can happen? 47% of recruiters said they would reject a candidate who had little knowledge about a company when they're applying. I also think this is not actually about knowing the company. It's about, it shows, it's like how you do anything shows how you do everything. It's kind of like, if you don't revise about the company for a job interview, then like, 
you're going to prepare badly for all other work is how I see it. Maybe that's wrong. The average interview process in the UK takes 27.5 days to complete. Not on my watch. I like to hire fast and get it over and done with. And an average job interview will last between 30 and 45 minutes. And that is all my fun facts for the day. I feel like that was an overdose of fun fact. I feel like no one is even listening at this point anymore. But if you are, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please rate, like, subscribe, whatever the appropriate action is on the channel you are watching. I have nothing else to add. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned a lot. If you didn't, please leave a hate comment down below. And I hope, as always, you have a lovely day. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.